Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, stick around after the episode for some bonus content. Welcome back to yet another mind-blowing episode of Talking Lamar. On this episode, we're talking about the best R-rated Christmas movies ever. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about? I am talking to you! That's just what I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar. You know, we all love Christmas movies, especially ones that we can watch with our kids and families. And you've watched Elf, you've watched Home Alone, A Christmas Story, The Santa Claus, and many more. But now the kids are in bed, and you're still in the Christmas spirit. But now it be, but now it would be nice to watch something a little more adult, maybe some dark comedy, possible action or maybe even horror that still has Christmas and Santa in it. Well, I've got a few that you might find interesting. Let's just go ahead and jump into the deep end of the pool with Dirty Santa. This is a Oh yeah. This, <laughs> this is as raunchy as it gets when it comes to Christmas and Santa. As politically incorrect as you can get. It's an assault against everything good and sweet about Christmas. Now, if you're good with that, and you know what you're getting into, the movie is hilarious. It stars Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac, uh, Lauren Graham, and John Ritter. It's rated R for pervasive language, strong sexual content, drug use, and some violence. Now, if you like that one, let's move on to the next, The Ref. This oh, is Dennis. This. I know, this is Dennis Leary's first starring role. He is joined by Judy Davis and Kevin Spacey. Leary plays a cat burglar who is forced to take an irritating Connecticut couple who are played by Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis hostage. What he gets is this bickering couple and their blackmailing son and some terrible in-laws. And for him to make it out, he has to be the referee and help them solve their problems. This is rated R for language, sexual references, and some light violence. Now, here is a Christmas this favorite. This was a funny friend. movie, Lamar. It that caught Max me by surprise. I loved. It yeah, just, I, I didn't. I, I didn't see it coming. And when I watched that movie, I couldn't get enough. Of it. it was hilarious. It was. It was really, really good. Now, this next one is a Christmas staple: Die Hard, starring Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. For all you rump springers out there, Bruce Willis is John McClane, a cop trapped in a high-rise office building, as Alan Rickman, in his superb performance as a villain, Hans Gruber, is robbing it. For everyone else, 
Yippee-ki-yay, you know what I mean. No further explanation necessary. It's rated R for violence and language and a whole bunch of language, okay? Now, here's one you may have missed, The Best Man Holiday, and it's starring Monica Calhoun, uh, Morris Chestnut, Melissa D'Souza, Ty Diggs, Regina Hall, and Terrence Howard. And this is a group of friends who have not seen each other probably in 15 years, and they finally reunite over the Christmas holidays. And they've all went in different directions, and they're living different lives. But they soon discover how easy it is for long-forgotten rivalries and passionate romances can be reignited. The movie's a well-balanced drama that's got some real feelings and a lot of great comedy mixed in. It's rated R for language, brief nudity, and some sexual content. Now, here's one that has just come out in the last year or so, and I, I love this movie. Violent Night. It's a lot like it sounds. John Leguizamo plays the villain, and he calls himself Scrooge. He and his violent gang, Krampus, Frosty, Tinsel, Jingle, (laughs) Peppermint, and Sugar Plum, set about robbing and mistreating a family on Christmas Eve. That puts them on Santa's naughty list. Santa, played by Stranger Things' David Harbour, turns out to be a badass that don't play that. It's rated R for strong, bloody violence, language throughout, and some sexual references. This is a roller coaster ride of over the top violence, a lot of it comedic. This is Santa Claus like you've never seen him before. So let, let's Lamar. take a little go ahead. I, we'll take a break after you have I was a just going to say, I remember. I remember you reviewing this movie and being so surprised that you liked it. I, I was. I was shocked. Great movie. I think this Great was movie. a five bud movie. It we was. were shocked. It was. Anything it was. called Violent Night was a five bud movie. Yeah. It was great. What is only $4.99 a month but gives you such pleasure? That would be the Bob and Sherry Premium, exclusive content from the show, including our classic chat room calls and best of CDs. You'll get behind-the-scenes photos and videos of not only us but our listeners. It's a lot of fun. Just $4.99 a month. And the website to get all of this is bobandsherry.com slash premium. All right, our next movie on the list is The Night Before. It stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Anthony Mackie. They have been friends since childhood, and for 10 years, their yearly Christmas Eve reunion has been this annual night of debauchery and hilarity. Now that they're becoming adults, it's time to grow up. The tradition is ending, and to make it as memorable as possible, they set out to find the Nutcracker Ball, the holy grail of Christmas parties. They've never been to it, but this is where they're going to make their last deal. It's a great mixture of raunchiness and Christmas sincerity, if you will. And it's sort of like a warm hug with your drunk uncle. You know, it's nice, but it's sort of weird. Uh, It's rated R for drug use, strong sexual content, graphic nudity, and language. As in the F word 150 times, just so you know. Okay. In a Christmas movie? Yes, that's Seth Rogen. That's Seth Rogen. Now, here's one that was a surprise to me the first time I watched it. A very Harold and Kumar Christmas. For six years, Harold and Kumar have been estranged from one another from the previous movie. Uh, when Kumar arrives on Harold's doorstep during the holiday season, he's got this mysterious box. 
and he inadvertently burns down Harold's father-in-law's beloved Christmas tree. To fix the problem, Harold and Kumar embark on a mission throughout New York City to find the perfect Christmas tree. And once again, they're always stumbling into trouble everywhere they go. And what really makes this movie great is a self-mocking cameo from Neil Patrick Harris. It is every bit as good as you would expect it to be. He, he's a genius. He was in the original, Neil Patrick yeah. Harris was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's just great. He's great in this kind of movie. It's rated R for strong, crude, and sexual content, graphic nudity, pervasive language, drug use, and some violence. Now, here's one for the romantic people. Love Actually. It's got a boatload of stars. Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Laura Linney, Colin Firth, Emma Thompson, a whole bunch more. There are nine intertwined stories, and it really examines the complexities of love. The movie really doesn't miss a single cliche, but it does it with a certain style. It's rated R for sexuality, nudity, and language. Sherry, you love this movie, don't you? I do love it, um, and and I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. And you're right; there are a lot of there are a lot of cliches in here. There's the cliched happy ending, and the cliched cheating husband with the younger woman, and all, you know all of it. But it's it's executed so beautifully, and the actors. I mean, the the Bill Nye plays an aging rock star who's written a truly awful. Christmas song that's a big hit. <laughs> He's fantastic in this movie. It's so yeah. good. So good. Yeah, it really is. Now here's one. Better watch out. It's a horror slash thriller slash comedy that you might want to add to your list. You got to think of this as a much much darker Home Alone that has gore, torture. And Christmas decorations. So, I mean, it's got a little bit of everything. It's, it's rated R for disturbing violent content, uh, language throughout, crude sexual references, drug and alcohol use, all involving teens. So it's a little bit over the top, but it's, it's really good. Now, here's another one that is not necessarily what people think about with a Christmas movie, but Lethal Weapon, the original, the first one, with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover as partners Riggs and Murtaugh. You know, these guys, they have wrote the blueprint for buddy cop movies. I mean, they're the standard. And like Die Hard, this is not Christmas movie per se, but it's set at Christmas time, which is close enough to justify watching one of the greatest action movies of all time. It's rated R for violence and gore, language, and some drug use. Now, this is probably the strangest one on the list. Anna and the Apocalypse. This is a zombie Christmas musical. Not too many of those around. You don't run across that very often. <laughs> How do I not know about this one? Please, <laughs> please tell me more. When the zombie apocalypse comes to this sleepy little town of Little Haven during Christmas, Anna and her friends have to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival. Uh, it's a mixture of dance numbers and singing and killing zombies. It's rated R for zombie violence, gore and language, and some sexual material. This is one that's, I can't say it's for everybody, but you've got a musical and you're killing zombies that's a combination you and you have to try it out i mean you really do can i ask you can i ask you lamar is this yeah. kind of like a christmassy warm bodies 
Do you remember those zombies? Oh, yes, moved yes, warm yes, yes, bodies yeah. Yeah, with it's, Nicholas it's a, Holt and Teresa. I still think I still think Warm Bodies is probably one of the greatest zombie comedies. I mean, it it, it was so Ever. clever. Yeah, this is good though. This is good, but it does remind you of that it really does. Now here's one: the children. Two families get together at an English estate in late December. They're all set for a family weekend of winter fun. One of the children gets sick, and it spreads to the other children. The children have contracted a disease that turns them into psychotic killers. Okay? Now, this is not as scary as the first thought I had when I saw the title. I thought it was a movie where grown children move back home. That scares me way worse than them trying to kill me. Oh, my God. Oh, no, that is not what you want. That is not what you want. Uh, it's rated R for disturbing, bloody, violent content, drug use, and, and terror. Now, I'm going to throw two more in here just for good measures. Gremlins, which is not an R-rated movie, but it is listed as a horror movie, and it is a classic, and it's a really, really good time, so it deserves to be on the list. Now, I really shouldn't have to tell you to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It should be automatic by now. This movie's not rated R, but I could not leave it off the list. It's just that important. Now, I don't have to explain this movie to any adult old enough to have kids. We all know this movie. But if you haven't seen this movie at least one time in your life, and you were over 30 years old, please write and mail me a letter and include your recipe for shoe fly pie and a drawing of your buggy because I want to hear from you, okay? I really, really do. Because I think everybody in the world has seen that movie. Now, that's my list. There's probably a few more that I missed. One of the ones that should that some people say should be on the list is Four Christmases, but I don't care for that movie. I really, really don't. I just don't care for it. It's just, I don't know. It's not mean enough to be what it needs to be, and it's not nice enough to be a Christmas movie. I just I did just you like see it. the uh, follow up to Bad Santa, like the Bad Santa Two? No, that's not good. That's not good. I didn't. But you it. have seen no. it. I have seen it, and I was very disappointed. You can only do Bad Santa one time. I love that you, movie it, so much. I just do it, the the first what, one. Or what the is the sequel to Bad Santa? Like, what is Bad it's Santa? It's just the two? same. It's the same stuff. It's, they made a lot of money, and they wanted to run a sequel. I mean, and they brought they the kid have. back as an he was an, yeah. he's an adult now. Yeah, it, leave it alone. It was great. Bad Santa is great. It's Bad Santa too. Don't even waste your time. So Lamar, so if you had to pick one to of those, if you had to pick one of those for me to watch tonight, you would say Anna and the Apocalypse, the zombie. I would. Musical? Oh yes, yes I would. Yes I would. Yes I would. Yes I would. Especially because you haven't seen that. You you've seen Ref. You've seen all these other ones. Um, oh, yeah. And the Silent Night. Die Hard's Silent a, Night. a holiday a, tradition. I got to watch yeah, Violent Night. I meant to, wa- I meant to okay. watch it after you loved it when it first <sighs> came out. And I don't know, you know, the days get away. But, yeah, I got to watch that. I yeah. love David Harbour. I'm a big fan. Yeah, he's a great Harbour. he's a great actor. He's a great actor. It's really He's, he's done a great job. But he, he was great in that. So, all right. Well, that wraps it up for another informative episode of Talking Lamar. As always, we had a good time doing it. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, tell everybody you know. If you didn't, try the next episode. Don't stop listening. I hate a quitter. Y'all have a good day. (laughs) 
So Lamar, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, there's a handful of movies on your list that I haven't seen, but I was extra super duper intrigued by the movie called The Children. Can you tell us the plot of that one again? All right. These people take off and it's like in the it's like in the English countryside. There's two families uh, and they've got all, both families have kids and they get together at this English estate in late December. And uh, they're all set up. They, they're going to do all these different things. And there's, you know, outside doing stuff in the snow and all this. But when they get there, one of the children gets sick. And so nobody's thinking too much about it, but it spreads to the other children. And without them seeing it coming, the, the parents not seeing it coming, the children have contracted a disease that turns them into psychotic killers. So they're trying to kill their parents, and the parents are trying to survive the weekend. That's Omar, what, so what creepy, is better? So what is better than an evil, creepy, murdery child, especially if they're pale oh, and have a British God. accent? That must be oh, some yeah. kind of good spooky Ooh, movie. Yeah, like, yeah. See, like, that kind of don't stuff. you love a good that, that's what takes spooky it off the wall. kid? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. There's something. Like, what are some of your years your ago? There's a movie called the, the Children Children of the Corn. Mm. These people are out mm. in the middle of Mid America, you know, and they're growing vegetables and whatever. And their town, all of a sudden, for what the kids all turn on the adults. Man, that freaks you out. Because here's the problem. As adults, when the kids first come to kill you, you're thinking, oh, it's just a child. I can't hurt this child. It's I can't hurt this child. Oh, yeah. Got to take his head off. Got to take his head off. Sorry. He got to go. Because he's going to kill you. That's Yeah. See, that's the genius of having like the, the child oh, yeah. be the, the villain. And that's what makes like child zombies, child vampires. Do you remember? Oh, I can't, was it the yeah. first vampire Lestat where Kirsten Dunst? She was just a little girl at the time, and she played yes, um, yes. a vampire. And she'd been turned. The character had been turned into a vampire when she was little. But of course, she's been living as a blood sucking, undead, immortal hell demon for a couple hundred oh, years yeah. or whatever. And so she's yeah. got adult sensibilities and sophistications but packaged in this little China doll package. And when those fangs come out, you tell me that isn't creepy and scary. Well, it's like this, that movie that came out first of the year, the robot, uh, the girl that was the robot. Oh, with the weird hole in her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, anytime it's a kid, anytime it's a kid, it is, it freaks me out. It really does. When I see the previews for, for something, and the killer is a kid. And especially if it's a kid that's a nice, cool-looking, sweet kid, but they've got that look in their is eyes. Is it called Megan? Is that the one? Yes, Megan. Megan. Yeah, Megan. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mechanical. It, it stands for something. Um, oh, man. she. Oh, that was crazy. That was crazy. Uh, I, I, have, I just think um, that'll be good. I have a... Um, old friend going way back to like high school who had a sibling and there was something about that sibling that was unsettling. He was pale, but also clammy, like all year round. Like there was something clammy about yeah. the kid, dark hair, dark eyes, real dark lashes. And he would just sit and look at you. And I know he blinked, but not very often. And you'd be like, Oh, this kid. And no, 
I mean, I don't know how they ever got a babysitter because there was just something about, I wonder what, I should look him up. I wonder what he grew up to be. There was something about that kid, like a weird, bad vibe kind of energy that came off that kid. Because you know that just like in real life, in the movies, in TV, books, real life, there are people that are just bad. Yes. And, yes. and I think, I think there are people that, are empty skin suits like they didn't get ensouled there's no soul there and they start out as children i think that's where that creepy child thing comes from what about you oh yeah well it's like i th- you can be born a sociopath can you not hey guess what oh yeah when you're in school you don't know that these people are sociopaths or psychopaths or killers or whatever no. whatever they're going to end up in prison for as an adult. You're all there in school together with those people. People went to school with Jeffrey Dahmer, sat beside him in school. You know, they did. They played ball with him, everything. Mm. There, you know, and because there's someone for everyone, there's someone out there who in like middle school had a crush on him and it went unrequited because he had no idea. Right. I mean, you think about Max and I, we had a, um, this was in one of the episodes of true weird stuff, our podcast, but there's a, a, a data point that says that you will walk past in your life. You will encounter 38 murderers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the thing about them, like when we think murderers, you know, we think like Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer. But there are a lot of people out there, Lamar, that have taken a life once and once only and have somehow gotten away with it. And they're well, walking and they didn't amongst repeat. us. Listen, I know it seems like if you if you read stuff and you watch Dateline and all this that, you know, oh, well, you can't get away with it. Well, what they're showing you is the people that didn't get away with it. A lot of murders are unsolved, and I think one of the things the DNA evidence has shown in cold case um, uh, detectives, and that is that there are an awful lot of people who did it one time and never did it again. That's the that is the thing that's really freaky because you always thought if you want to keep doing it, if you want to keep doing it, you're going to make a mistake. Right? There's going to be a pattern. There's going to be something. But there's I'm sure there are a ton of people that did it once. And, well, and I think I, well, I wonder, okay, so here's what I wonder. I wonder how many of those murders were either a complete accident, a hit and run. We have those. We have hit and run deaths that are never yep. solved. Right. Yep. So that would, that would count, right. You took a life. I wonder how many of them are just these moment you know, this momentary impulse, this blinding rage, and you overreact and that person is killed and you somehow get away with it. Because that's the other thing. When we think about like, ooh, there are murderers walking amongst us, we think about premeditation and ritual and all of these other things. But Max, I mean, you know this, sometimes it's just the impulse of a moment and it's, you can't take it back. The consequences are deadly. Well, now the three of us all know this for a fact. If you want to get away with murder, the first thing is you kill a perfect stranger. It has to be like in the Hitchcock movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got to be a a perfect. Because 
all the statistics say, you know, when somebody gets murdered, the first thing the police do is look for the closest people to them and then work their way out. Because I don't know what the percentage is, but I mean, like, what, like maybe even 85% of all murders are done by somebody that knew the victim. Because most murders are not just random. Most murders are jealousy, uh, revenge, you know, that, and it's all got something to do with the person that you know. Because normally a person you have a relationship is somebody that could incite that kind of, you know, anger or whatever it may be. So that's why they immediately look at the at a family member or a really close friend. So. Well, that's where, you know, we solve, we solve so many crimes now using victimology, which is instead of um, starting with, you know, the killer, you start with the victim, learn everything you can about the victim. And that yes. often, not always, but often will lead you, will often lead you to the killer. And somehow how we got here from a Christmas movie about murdery little <laughs> children in an English village, but there's something extra, like the twofer evil murderous children who have a disease that's so contagious and it turns them into killers yikes that's a metaphor but to have yeah. that set at christmas time that is such a double dip of twisted and sadistic well, it's, it's, it's that you genius, know tip of the really, hat to the genius. filmmaker yeah well that's what i'm saying that's why that's why i did this podcast because we always talk about all oh, the christmas movies christmas movies but you know what at 10 o'clock at night the kids are in the bed Maybe you don't want to see Elf again. You want to see something that's a little bit edgy, a little bit, I, you know. I didn't realize. shiver up your spine. I, I didn't realize that Love Actually was an R-rated movie. I guess it's yes. the, the, the two people that did porn that fell in love. That must be why. Because I can't yeah. think of any other reason why that movie would have been rated R. One of the um, heartbreaking stories in that movie is Laura Linney's character. Yeah. So she's got this mad crush on the co-worker, and he feels the same way. But she's caring for her brother, who's really not well and struggling. And, and she, it never, there's no happy ending. I kept waiting, like, come on, make it work, make it work. There was no happy ending for her character. That was, to me, as sad and and frustrating as what Alan Rickman did to Emma Thompson in that movie. Like, if you thought he was a villain as Severus Snape in Harry Potter, you should see him in Love Actually. Oh, yeah. He's a great actor. Should you miss him? Yeah. Great, great, great actor. I sure do. There is not a Christmas season where I don't raise my glass to Hans Gruber um, and Alan Rickman oh. and think, man... We miss you. Like when I think about all of the great things he would have done if he were still here, all of the new Alan Rickman content we'd have. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. um, here's what I hope I don't find under my Christmas tree. A pack of pasty faced, <laughs> clammy, murderous little brats. <laughs> and oh, I hope oh, you oh. don't either. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening to Talkin' Lamar, the Oddcast, and the Bob and Sherry Podcast. We would really love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.